History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Hello and happy Friday. It's Friday night. Yes, indeedy it is. And I'm going to be celebrating the end of this week, although we are are, are on the eve of the anniversary of every year uh, as Americans. Um, And so I might have to set aside my ritual of Friday night, fun night uh, with my uh, regular routine of a pizza and uh, some yummy cake for dessert. And think of how I can uh, reflect on this incredibly solemn occasion. Uh, how fitting we had this crazy storm last night in San Diego. It was just so fit in my mood, right? Uh, we had, Skins didn't feel it because he was here at the studio, but at like 8 o'clock it was just like, you know, it was like a storm out of New Orleans in August, right? It was like thunder and lightning, and my little gator boy was just going bananas, but it really fit my mood. And as we go into a September 11th, I'm glad to have you guys here with me tonight, 888-344-1170, if you want to call in and, and reflect on your thoughts on uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I, I'm looking up on the monitors, and I see 20 years after on CNN, 20 years after 9-11, never forget our collective resolve. Collective resolve? <laughs> collective resolve over what? I mean, it's like that Reagan quote at the opening, the, those who have the most to lose do the least to try to, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and and you think about how far we've fallen. I don't. I, I've been saying for what five years. Stop using hashtag never forget. And and I didn't even know what to say. I came here to the studio and I, what can I say that I don't say every year when I'm busting in America and and I've stopped using this hashtag never forget because it's such a bumper sticker slow, slogan, right? Before I go further, I got to bring in my man. I'm not sure he, he didn't feel the storm last night, but I know that it fit his mood of where we're at as a nation. My man, DJ Potato Skins, yeah, definitely fit my mood. Uh, funny that you mentioned uh, 9/11. I mean, it's not funny, but I remember where I was, and I, I had uh, my my mom had woken me up, and she said, "Oh my gosh, America's under attack." I remember because I've seen too many movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing that popped in my mind was people. Uh, flooding the streets like our nation was physically under un, under attacked like by foot soldiers and uh, here we are uh, 20 years later and we're under attack from communism well yeah and, and i'm glad you see the connection there because this was the first time since the 40s right since we had had an attack on american soil and so we did we did collectively resolve to destroy those that did this and that were behind this we were collective in that, but what we were not collective about going forward was who did this to us and why. And we, and, we, and, 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 and I don't have time to get in. You longtime Andrew Acacia listeners, you, you know where I stand on this and, and, and where I stand on radical Islam. We, and, and all the ways in which we've forgotten. Here's how, here's the ultimate way that you know that we've forgotten 20 years later is that the United States government has officially switched sides. And they are now on the side of the people that took down those Twin Towers. Because you, and you want to know why that happened? Because you can't collectively fight and take out the bad guys who did it if you don't identify who and what the enemy is. Nani Darwish said you've got to be courageous enough to identify, name the enemy and their location. Well, the enemy was Islamic terror. 
right? And and when was the last time anybody even used those words, even conservatives? Can you even believe that the administration is bargaining, negotiating with the Taliban? Well, they're not only negotiating, they're actually praising them today. Yay, the Taliban let some Americans get on a plane and leave. That's so nice. They're just so wonderful. They're just so wonderful. On the fifth anniversary of 9-11, I've told this story many times. I interviewed Dr. Uh, Ahmed from uh, American University. He was, I think, the ambassador to uh, Pakistan at one point. And he said, the terrorists are in a war against Western civilization. He said, don't you people think? Don't you think at all? He said, you think because it's a bomb at a nightclub in Bali, it doesn't have anything to do with you? So we couldn't collectively defeat the enemy because nobody was willing to admit what the enemy was. No, they wanted to. And I'm even hearing this today from Lindsey Graham. Uh, uh, Al-Qaeda. As though we were fighting individual groups, we were fighting an ideology, and we were never going to defeat that ideology if we weren't going to accurately name it. We were in war with an ideology, and the only way we were going to defeat it was do a couple of things. If you're going to go, if you're going to go outside the United States to try to defeat it over there, then you either take the women and children out. No, don't bring them here. Take them some to some other country, and you do a Jimmy Doolittle style raid, and, and you you blow them out of existence. You blow them out of existence because the reason why they attacked us is because simply because we exist. This is against Western civilization. It's against Judeo-Christian principles and values. It's against the United States Constitution. They hate us because we're free. They hate us because we, as Americans, our, our, our whole system, our whole culture is based on Judeo-Christian principles and values, individual liberty, that our rights come from God, not from man, everything that they hate. And you know who else hates it? The Democrats. You don't think that what Joe Biden did yesterday was an attack on Western civilization? What's the difference? What's the difference? 20 years later, the terrorists are our partners and Americans who are holding on to the Western civilization here in the U.S. are considered the enemy. And now we're facing punishment by the United States government. And he said it last night. It's not about freedom. It's not about individual choice. Let that sink in. There's no difference. Literally no difference. In fact, they just left Americans over there. They brought in, they left Americans over there subject to the Taliban and brought terrorists here on flights. So we, the United States government has switched sides in the war on terror. So what else do you want me to say? I'm going to be heartbroken tomorrow. I'm going to be posting images of uh, the jumpers. One of the ways that we, one of the reasons why we forgot, when was the last time anybody in mainstream media, including uh, Fox News, played the images from 9-11 and what actually happened? I watch them every year yeah. for a reason. And they're not shown on mainstream media. It's completely sanitized. It's not taught in our schools. Our schools are taught to hate America. We're taught that it's our fault for what happened on 9-11. That's what we're taught. 20 years later, we've imported after after how many of our young men and women were murdered, slaughtered, blown to bits back here. The the suicide hotline during the evacuations of Afghanistan and and the chaos that ensued there, 35,000 calls to the suicide hotline just in the two to three days that Afghanistan was going down tortured americans military many uh, those of which many of which obviously served in afghanistan so the, and, and and look at what look at what we ended up doing we ended up switching sides and partnering with the taliban abandoning americans over there bringing a hundred thousand of them here who who at best case don't share our culture and want to turn us in, into uh, uh you know sharia and worst case they want to cut our heads off
Like and I what ask happened? Our listeners, you know, right now, headed into tomorrow, how safe do you really feel? That's right. I'm worried about my friends in New York City. 2012, we had Americans fighting for their lives in Benghazi. So, uh, gotta g- give some updates on uh, where are we at with because uh, I mean, what else can I say at this point about 9/11? We've we've switched sides. Nothing left to talk about. So let's k- pick up the conversation on where we're at with the United States um, government treating Americans as the enemy and punishing us and and forcing us into submission. Um, think of the think of the mandates is. Um, you know, uh, you know the the left likes to say that the Texans are the Taliban because of the abortion law down there. Well, I could say that the Biden administration is the Taliban for forcing submission, forcing compliance on American citizens. Uh, no different than forcing women to cover, right? Put put on the burqa. Uh, and Jen Psaki admitted today that these mandates for Americans, um, they they don't apply to the illegals coming across the border. Or the United States Postal Service. Or the United States Postal Workers. And according to according to what is considered a federal government worker, whether it's from the executive branch or an independent organization, they fit the criteria. So what, are they afraid that, that some people might quit and they won't get as many bags of mail-in ballots delivered? Is that what they're worried about with that? Yeah, but they're not worried about you and me. Right. All I uh, know is these 19 governors, Republican governors, and two attorney generals that have stood up, Andrea, I hope they're ready to play the long game because this is going to be vicious. Well, I hope they're ready to bite and not bark. Exactly. Tell me, tell me how you're going to push back. The Biden administration says, some, some senior advisor said that they're prepared to, quote, roll over the governors. How? How? You have no power to do so. What, what's he, well, what's he going to do? Get out of his chain that he, beat, that he threatened corn pop with? I mean, this dude, this dude can't roll over anybody, okay? He can't even roll a few words out of his mouth. So I don't, you know, but to think of that, to think of the threats, the language and the rhetoric and the tone coming out of the White House is very Taliban-esque. And we're being treated as though, um, you know, we're, 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 we're the enemy. We're the enemy. They've partnered with the Taliban and declared war on the American citizens. That's what's going on here. And what I think these Republican governors need to do, and Larry Elder has, has already said, that this is unconstitutional. What these governors need to do is they need to start writing executive orders protecting any business against any fines from the federal government. Right. And they need to be telling businesses it, that are headquartered in their state, which is pro- which is where I'm assuming um, any penalty would come, come come forth would be where where a corporate corporation or business is headquartered, where their 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 headquarter location is. That you're going to be protected. Keep 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 operating. Keep operating. We're not going to let the federal government control our state. The, the governor of Oklahoma says there will be no mandate in his state. He doesn't say how he's going to do it. But th- there's got to be a way to protect um, the, 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 the governors can protect um, the businesses. Um, and, and think about what I, I don't know that I specifically said this last night, but think about the absurdity here when Joe Biden says. Because I don't debate any more efficacy of masks, efficacy of vaccines anymore, the shots. That. I don't have to do that because it is about liberty. It is about freedom. And conservatives make the mistake when they allow themselves to be dragged into arguments about particle sizes and why masks don't work and da 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 da. No, it doesn't matter if you think masks work. They, then then wear a mask, right? So it's about, it's about freedom. Liberty. Period. It's about freedom. So listen to what he had to say last night on, on, in terms of of. Um, the shots and why it's crazy. If you if you didn't get that, it's not. If if you're still one of the people that's trying to argue on efficacy, he said last night, we have to get the unvaxed vaxed to protect the vaccinated. Huh? 
He said, we have to get the unvaccinated vaccinated to protect the vaccinated. But they should be immune, right, Andrea? They got the vaccine. Right. Shouldn't that say it all? Maybe that's why the CDC has changed the definition of a vaccination on their website, and now it's about to prevent. They're admitting that they're therapeutics. But the problem is they're therapeutics that are still in clinical trials. And if they are therapeutics, why aren't you allowed to take any therapeutic that you want? Why aren't you allowed to take hydroxychloroquine? Why is ivermectin unavailable to you? You can get a doctor to prescribe it, but you can't get a pharmacy to fill it. Why? And now Pfizer is um, contacting people, asking them to, you know, take, be in clinical trials over pills that they're going to produce. So these are nothing but therapeutics anyway. In fact, I heard Steve Dace today said that you have a 20, you have 27 times higher chance of having to be hospitalized if you've been vaccinated. So this isn't about health. You can know that it isn't about health or science when they're not going to require illegals. They're, they're allowed to go without being uh, vaccinated, but American citizens are And what about pathogenic priming? So he yeah. wants people to get shots in their arms. What if they've already had COVID? Right. They don't know it. Right. Then they die. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are talking about a CNN interview that Fauci did last night in which he was asked in an, in an accidental act of journalism on CNN. He was actually asked a good and probing question. Why is it? Because we have natural immunity or the idea of a shot is to create immunity in you if you don't have it already. So why is it that if, you, if you've, you know, because, I mean, we've got, what, hundreds of years of virology and, and history and science, you know, that we all know about. And we all know that if you get a virus and you beat it, your body has created, you've, you've, you've been successful because your body overcame it with natural immunity. And he was asked, if somebody's already had it and they got the natural immunity, why do they need to be vaccinated? Oops. He didn't. He. I think this is a quote. I don't have an answer for that. Well, why is that, Fauci? Yeah. Why does he still have a job? Why is he, he didn't still- think Biden went far enough? Exactly. Oh, they're moderate because in his mind, you shouldn't give people the out of a test. It should be just get the jab. Versus having to get the test every week as, as though that's not either one is still totalitarian and tyrannical. You should you should get a test. You should you, and, and he, uh, with the test, if if you're positive, you have to be quarantined without any symptoms. Who's symptomatic right now? The people getting the jab. It's already proven if the, you're not symptomatic, you can't spread it. Right. That was one of the biggest lies. That's why initially, uh, you know, uh, that's hashtag science. All right, I'm past the point of a break. That's your daily update on the on the COVID craziness. We come back. We're going to bring in Bob Walters for his regular education segment and maybe he's going to have some good news tonight to get me out of my funk the andrea k show strictly adhering to and preserving our first amendment follow andrea on ourfreenation.org just search andrea k spelled k-a-y-e a-k dynamite and address or just andrea k whatever you call her don't call her fake news it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego welcome back to tonight's andrea k show glad to have you guys here with me um i I think this just might cheer you up even before bob walters who has some good news he's coming up in a minute but i think this might perk you up skins um i just uh, got this forwarded to me from anonymous um it's uh, a company who sent this to their employees somewhere here in the united states 
And it says um, to all, we continue to encourage all employees to gather the best information possible and consult with their healthcare providers and make decisions they feel are best for themselves and their families in terms of COVID vaccination, masking, and related issues. We will not be imposing any form of discipline on employees based on their personal health care decisions and expect these executive orders to be challenged. And that is what every company in America, every single state should be doing right now. Absolutely. I- I'm digging that. Love and you that. know yes. And you know who else I dig? My buddy Bob Walters. I hear it's good news Bob today. I know, author of uh, Facing Reality in American Education and rumored to have another book coming out sometime soon. Hello, my dear. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you. What you got for us this week? Well, uh, I'll start with North Carolina. The lieutenant governor, Mark Robinson, recently published a recap entitled Indoctrination in North Carolina Public Schools. It highlighted many parents over 50 on incidents who, who believe that their schools are foistering indoctrination on students and faculty. His goal of announcing this in a book was to stop the undue pressure on young minds to accept their way of thinking and to create more resistance to the local school boards. So it's good action. Yes, we need more of that. I know. Yes. Then you got Florida schools now require all students to stand for the national anthem when it's played in their school. Hello. Okay. <laughs> I know. That's quite a state. You know, if you want to be singing, if these kids want to be singing Cardi B in their heads, that's fine. But they need to be standing for the national anthem and being reciting it. Absolutely. Correct. All right. It's reported that thanks to the governors of Florida... Parents' Bill of Rights, it was just put out as an edict and a memorandum, parents are making progress with school districts. A lot of this focus on the transgender movement, which sets kids against parents and has been doing things behind their backs. Mm -hmm. The kids are being pushed to consider their sex and even overnight trips with other sex with them without parent knowledge. (gasps) Like like, um, boy-girl trips without telling the parents? Correct. Wow. They haven't sleep together. It's just like, ooh, you know, it's just... Wow. Pornographic's disgusting, frankly. Well, that's crazy. And you know what? That sh- that that's actually should be considered criminal. Yeah. It's pushing right to the limit, i got to say. Yeah. All right. Next, I've got kind of an odd one. You're going to like this. What? Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to like it because I'm going to like an odd story. Why is that, Bob? <laughs> is Andrea strange? <laughs> You're going to like this one. 56% of all college students are now women. This this trend started 20 years ago and has been accelerating. Not sure why. I guess it's good. Well, yeah, let's think about it. What guys are doing. Okay, let me make sure I understand. 56% of all college students are women now. Correct. Interesting. What's your theory on that, Skins? Women are smarter. It, or it could be that men men are smarter because it could be that men are like you know what I don't need to go and earn two hundred and rack up two hundred fifty grand in debt. I could take a coding class, or I can go you know start up a business here well, you know or do what? something With all there. Indoctrination. That's a pretty spot on analogy. Yeah, I mean it could be that that we got more women who are suckers to big debt and and coming out with worthless degrees. I don't know. Interesting. What's your we you got a theory on that, Bob? Okay. What, what, wait, right. wait, wait, Bob. What's your? What do you think is behind why more women than men right now? Well, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the men are in jail. A lot of them are in drugs. <laughs> yes, we're up to no good. A lot of the men have stepped off the side of the platform, and of course, a lot of the men end up in construction and other type jobs That's that true. women tend to do. 
Good point. So it's been a trend that started some years ago, but boy, it's accelerating. Mm. They expect that by another 10 years, it'll be 75% of all college students will be women. That's unbelievable. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, (laughs) not bad, but... Interesting. Very interesting. Odd and interesting. All right. The Portland State University professor resigned saying schools, his school is a social justice factory, quote unquote, which imperils dissent and endangers the kids in college. So he's been a professor there for nine years, but he resigned yesterday. Hat tip to him. What a brave soul. That's uh, Portland State University. Wow. Good for him. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, we we need more of that. And we what we need is um and we I don't know that we've really spent any time on this. We I, I I'm wondering if, if if anybody has filed lawsuits. Why are, are are there colleges there's discrimination in hiring going on? How come there's no conservative professors, right? Or the conservative professors that we have are quitting and we just have an imbalance in colleges and universities. And I don't know if it's because they're, they're you know, if there's some, well, we know that there's discrimination going on in hiring in corporations and they're being forced to be discriminatory through the U.S. government. I guess it's the same thing happening at colleges and universities. Well, you got liberal administrators. And now yeah. the show that I read recently, 90% of the professors are considered liberal and 10% are conservative. Wow. That's a big change from 20 years ago. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. It All right. A conservative high school student in Lyons Township High School did stand up to the leftists who tried to bully her and stop the start of a chapter of Turning Point on campus. It took eight months, but Leslie, her tenacity was not successful when her application was turned down by the school administrators for several ridiculous reasons. But she fought back and eventually won. So it took eight months, but she won it, and the chapter's now on the campus. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Yay. She she might, I, I, she might be, yeah, she's in nomination. She's uh, she's in the running for Hero of the Week. Yes. All right, then you got a judge in Chicago who has reversed his earlier decision to bar an unvaccinated mom from seeing her son in Cook County, Chicago. She had declined to get the shot since she had had bad reaction to vaccinations in the past, and so the judge said, well, you are forbidden to see your child. <laughs> but then the judge, it was appealed, and mm-hmm. the, another judge reversed it. And, of course, now another party is appealing above that verdict because they want to have her penalized. So wow. So, it, so it's not over for her? It's still in the works? It's not. Still going. Wow. And let me tell you, if they can if they can do that to her, we're, this is why I said at the open of the show, here we are 20 years later, and we've got we've not only have we not defeated the 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 enemies of Western civilization, we've embraced it because this is we we were this country what what all of Western civilization was about, in particular the United States of America is about individual liberty and individual freedom, not compliance to a centralized government. And um, that, you know, so the U.S. government hates what we were founded on and what our country was about, quite frankly, as much as those who took down the Twin Towers, in my opinion. That may sound hyperbolic, but it's clearly not. When we've got a mother being denied in the courts, being denied access to her child because she decided she didn't want to get a shot. And the doctor advised she shouldn't get the shot because of her adverse reaction in the past. Right. All right, Bob, I'm sure you've got more. So we're going to take I a do. break. We're going to take a break. Wait. When we come okay. back, we've got more with Bob Walters. A little bit later, we're going to give you guys some uh, recall information re- regarding the election, the recall election here of Gavin Newsom and here of the Weekend Stink of the Week. 
so stay tuned. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. My buddy Bob Walters is uh, holding over the line. He's already given us some interesting stories, letting you guys know what's happening with schools across the country. Some good and bad news. And now he's got more. All right, carry on, my dear. Okay, Rice University in Houston announced that the school would be postponing startup for two weeks because of the high number of COVID cases among students. But when they decided to check, recheck these students, they pulled 59 of them and they retested them. They found only one actually had the virus. And they blamed anomalies (laughs) in the testing system and the reports. Mm -hmm. But we're going to adjust the entire college startup and system on false reports. Only one out of 59 actually had the virus. Wow. I'm not surprised because we knew all across the country last year all the false reporting that was going on um, with the testing systems. We know that they were they were cooking the books with things like if you got tested and tested positive, then you had to keep getting retested until you got a no. And every time you retested positive, they added it as a new case. Right so on. there's all different ways in which they've been cooking the books on, on these tests as yep. well as as well as case count. All right, then you got long-term longitudinal studies that were done recently that followed students for 50 years after their graduation. And the report was kind of amazing. It had found that affluent kids who went to the best schools were now at the highest risk of substance abuse, higher anxiety, and depression than low-income kids who went to lesser schools. So great grades at top-notch schools don't necessarily guarantee a happy, successful life. Parents need to be careful and allow them to not get overextended and find the best school that really fits their child. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a parent in Wake County, Texas, submitted a letter saying their child, who was a high school junior, was receiving left-wing indoctrination in multiple classes. In history, he was told that you are white and Christian and should be ashamed of who you are. Wow. And every single book, 49 different books, in AP English, according to the parent, were about white supremacy and privilege. That's the main comments in most of these books, 59 of them. Uh, yeah. Then in Missouri, mm-hmm. this is going to make you laugh, school district employees sued the district over allegedly unconstitutional equity training they were forced to take. For brushing teeth and taking a shower, as an example, they were told, my grooming is not so much about saying clean and healthy, as it is to be extra clean and well-groomed as white, non-white examples to prevent harmful perceptions of myself and other non-whites of being dirty. So what, what? Even taking a shower is considered racist. What? Uh, oh, my gosh. I mean, the, the way, the extent and the, the depth of the way in which they are brainwashing kids and um, Americans about literally everything is racist. Every aspect is racist. Every English. aspect is racist. <laughs> Taking a shower? Oh, my God. All right. Three San Diego parents sue the state of California for the Aztec and Ash prayers in its ethnic studies program forced into the local schools for high school kids. They charge such repetitive chanting and affirmation of their symbolic uh, discussions 
or unlawful government preference towards a particular religion. And in this case, these chants were used by the Aztecs when they, the natives, cut out the hearts of their enemies, mutilated them, all in the honor, and, and they sang these praises all in honor of the deities, which they, these kids are now praising also. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yes. That's San Diego. In Maine, the state has banned parents from using its voucher program for any Christian school, which the case is now being appealed to the Supreme Court. Uh, so they're trying to deny people from using school vouchers to go to Christian schools. Correct. Right. So this is what I was talking about at the open of the show in terms of uh, it, 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 who's uh, the terrorist or in a war against are in a war against Western civilization. Is it, 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 is this not a war against Western civilization going on in our government and in our schools? It's an attack oh, well. on on our Western way of life, which is Judeo-Christian principles and values. Your rights, at least a United States Western version of Western civilization, liberty, freedom. God, you know, our rights come from God, not from man. This is, this is, uh, you know, at, uh, the attack and the attacks on and persecution of Christians is going to get worse. Yeah, I'm afraid it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially as you import another 100,000 Muslims into the country. Yes. Anyway, sad. Uh, and by the way, most all of those 100,000 were put into red states. I wonder why that was. Of Even course. Idaho got 10,000 of them. Right. Idaho. It's the, it's the same play as the southern border, um, putting them on buses and distributing them out. You know, it's like it, it, this is the this is the way to turn America um, blue and to create a permanent voting block of people who are dependent, can't speak the language. Don't. Of course, they're going to vote Democrat, the party that's the pro, that's going to, you know, and give them, you know, the entitlements that they want. And they're they're bringing some here though. They're br- they're bringing some here to San Diego, where the cost of the average cost of a house is eight hundred thousand dollars. These people cannot afford to live here. So it, no. so it's not only about t- changing the culture politically in this country. It's also about breaking our backs economically. Yeah, somebody's got to pay for all this. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then you got New York City, who's decided to pay youth not to commit crime <laughs> and to get their diplomas. They put up $1 million for this program, which assumes if you pay kids not to use guns or get into crime and attend school, that a crime rate will go down. Critics call it throwing good money after bad. They can now get up to $1,000 per month if they stay track for school programs and program meetings. And by the way, San Francisco recently announced a similar program at $300 per kid per month if they're not involved in a shooting Every kid that's not involved in a shooting gets 300 bucks. <laughs> I mean, what's the logic to this? I remember years ago them paying students to, to get good grades in school, but this is a, a terrible offshoot when it's trying to stop crime by giving them a thousand bucks a month. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's about trying to stop crime at all. I don't think it's about trying to encourage education. It's about it's about a dependency class. It's about keeping them under the hook of government. Um, they do want seats in, in the schools because that's where they're doing the indoctrination, right? So that, you know, if they can keep kids in the seats, um, on the dole of the government being steeped all day long in anti-American rhetoric, that's a win for the Democrats. Yeah. Making them dependent. That's right. But finally, I got a left-wing judge in Texas who had heard the mother of a nine-year-old boy say she wanted him to be a girl. And so that's why she dressed him in girl clothes and gave him a girl's name. When they had a bitter divorce arose, the father, who wanted him to be a boy, uh, was stripped of his parental rights to freely visit his son and not even tell him he was a boy. 
The judge ordered the kid to be placed under the care of a pro-LGBT psychiatrist who, again, reaffirmed him as a girl. The governor, however, has stepped in and now has asked the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to issue a determination if gender reassignment is child abuse. And <laughs> they then ru- so ruled, and the father was reunited with his son. So that's a good story, good news. It is child abuse. It is child it abuse. It is child abuse. It is child yeah. abuse. We don't let children drink alcohol. We don't let them sign their name to contracts. If you're a decent human being, even halfway decent human being as a parent, you don't let your kid decide what they're going to eat all day long and for dinner. You make them go to bed at some point. You make them brush their teeth, right? Um, right. Because children are not capable of making these decisions for themselves. They're they're um, vulnerable and dependent on the adults in the room to be the adults in the room, not let children decide. Um, that's why we also don't allow the age of consent. We don't let five-year-olds decide to have sex with people, right? You know, or, or whatever age. Um, so, you know, this is, this is flat out child abuse to encourage them to make permanent decisions. Um, it's, it's psychological, medical, emotional child abuse. You think about it, that's the whole, every little aspect here between the LGBT and the Muslim indoctrination and, and all of this going on, plus critical race theory. My goodness. What are these kids actually learning anymore? Well, the entire, everything you just talked about, this is an attack. rising up. This is, well, the parents need to rise up and and there's not enough of them doing it. We've got, we've got some really good organizations here. We've got uh, reopen San Diego, um, let, let them breathe. Um, But we, we really don't have enough Americans really pushing back and revolting. It's one of the things you mentioned. You don't like your kids learning what they're learning. Take them out of school. Take them out of school. Um, But just in general, I mean, you know, Bob was just going through a list that even has more than just what's going on in the schools. We just we we've become so lazy, so complacent as as Americans. We're not we're we're not fighting for our freedoms. People are like, oh, was this Biden thing yesterday? Was that going to be the final straw? And Americans are going to start pushing back. Um, I'd be surprised. A few, very few. Uh, not enough. Well, like I was telling you, Andrea, off the air, if it, Americans should really pay attention because if that's not the point, it will become too late. If not already, I mean, I was telling you earlier off air today, I think that the most critical election, the real wake up call was in 2008 after Obama was allowed to be elected and nobody was allowed to question his Marxist past, his sympathies towards the Islamist who um, he sat the Muslim Brotherhood, whose manifest manifesto said that they wanted to replace the Constitution with the Koran. You weren't allowed to ask any questions. We could have we would not be if Mitt Romney. Had to think about how he laid down and didn't do anything about Benghazi. He didn't do, he really didn't do anything to try to win that election. He literally stood up there and said, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't affect me or my family if Obama gets reelected. Look at the strike. Our military has been completely corrupted. It is nothing but a cesspool of critical race theory at this point. There's at the top, at, at the, at the top and, and a lot of at the commander level. And it's making its way down as, as, as in, in, into the ranks. And that is a result of what happened in the Obama years. Well, that's why we play that Reagan clip at the beginning of the show every, every, every day, because you, you have to stand up, guys. And that's when so much of the indoctrination in our schools was happening in the Obama administration. And nobody but Bob Walters was talking about it. So, you know, a lot of damage has been done. Can we take the, our country back? Oh, it's it's a lot harder every time you allow a hundred thousand come here who don't who who are not coming here to embrace uh, the U.S. Constitution and individual liberty and individual freedom. And it's certainly going to be too late if they're able to federalize election theft.
I agree. Hopefully it doesn't pass. Absolutely. Anyway, my final point. Yes. I encourage listeners to get open up and look at wethekids.us because they've got great after-school programs that might help you give proper history lessons to your kids. And also consider joining the effort for the petition to have school choice by looking at californiaschoolchoice.org. Petitions come out first week of October. We need to get everybody lined up. We'd like to have petitions and help us win this battle. All right. Sounds good. All right, Bob Walters, you have a great weekend. Thank you for being here and doing an amazing job as usual. Well, thank you. You too. All right, hon. All right, now stay tuned. we got Here of the Week and Stink of the Week coming up and some updates on uh, the recall Gavin Newsom, which is next week, days away from the recall election. So come on back. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. All right, huge, huge, huge week for not just California, but the United States. And that is the recall Gavin Newsom uh, election, which is the 14th. It's Tuesday. Polls are open this weekend. I'm going to go in and vote this weekend. Have you voted yet, Skins? I am going in person to the yep. polls on Tuesday. That's the only way it should be. You know what? I'm going to wait and go Tuesday, too. You should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go old Every school. Every election should be old school. It should be old school. We need to take it back to you show up in person. Election day. Not election weeks. Not election months. You show up that day, and we vote via paper ballot, and then everybody knows that night. None of this absentee ballot stuff except for the military. None of this mail-in ballot nonsense. None of these machines that could be hacked. Let's go old school. Um, they are trying to put out the notion with false polling that it's pretty much going to be a landslide no on recall, and I ain't buying it for a second. They're, of course, doing what they always do with polls. They're playing games like... Um, pretending, oh, uh, the, the numbers are based on expected turnout that's like practically not realistic. Not realistic. Like I heard upwards of 90%. When have we ever had 90% turnout for sorry, any election? I, I would like people to go out and vote, but that hasn't happened. It's not going to, especially not for a special election. And I don't believe that the Democrats are as motivated to stop because basically, and this is how you can know that they, that it ain't looking good for Newsom, the attacks on Larry Elder. Personally, the personal attacks on him. I mean, the whole thing with the gorilla, we didn't even spend a lot of time on because there's so much breaking news. But, you know, it's it shouldn't be a surprise to you that some white Democrat, I'm not going to call them liberals because they're not liberal. There's nothing liberal about the Democrat Party. They're fascist. They're communist. Liberal Democrats don't exist anymore. They don't. Right. Puts on a gorilla masks throws an egg at Larry Elder and then attacks one of his security guards and that person's still walking around. If you were walking around the Capitol January 6th wearing a MAGA hat, you're probably or had a Lego. You're in uh, jail. You're in jail and been denied bail. So that takes me back to the open of the show where the uh, uh, the those that embrace Americans embracing Western civilization and what our American culture was about. You're now the enemy, right? But how fitting for Dem- for Democrats attacking physically a black man because he dares, he dares to step off of the, uh, I'm just going to say it because Thomas Sowell has said it, when you when, when a black person tries to leave the Democrat plantation, they're attacked, right? I think they're legitimately concerned that Elder is going to pull this thing off. Yes, and he's also doing something that the Republican Party didn't do enough of in 2020, and that's prepare to fight the fraud. 
that's going to occur. Yeah, they're making it seem like he, he oh no, he thinks he's going to lose. Nah, guys, it's nothing to do with that. No, it's about an acknowledgement of the shenanigans, as he as he would put it, that's gone on here. And you know what? I'm, I, I tell you one another reason why I'm glad that he did it is because he got into a little bit of trouble when asked about the 2020 presidential election and Trump. And he said, Trump, you know, uh, that Biden won fairly and squarely. Um, I think that this should should resolve those who think that Larry Elder think is, so. is not acknowledging the election fraud that we've got. I think he was given some bad advice from some um, some advisors. Praise to Larry. For yeah. That. So hat tip to that. Look, I can't tell you how it's going to turn out. People are asking me because I, uh, you know, how this thing is going to roll. We're going to be doing live coverage. Me and my buddy Ed Martin from the Pro America Report beginning at seven o'clock till hopefully we get some answers that night. Uh, skins. We're going to be drinking some Red Bull, some coffee. We need a lot of them. I've actually never drank Red Bull, so I'll be drinking my coffee. I'll have I'll have plenty donut here to keep me going. We'll be amped and, up. Yeah, we'll be doing election night coverage. Um, here of the week and stink of the week. What you got, buddy? It goes. It wasn't hard for me. Stink of the week is Joe Biden. Even if he's not the one pulling the strings, he said it. Buck stops with him. How dare he? Yes. Um, and it, from the fact that we still have Americans, a lot of was this COVID mandate stuff a diversion? Yes and no. Um, we still need to. It's tied to the chaos of what went down in Afghanistan and there are Americans still in hiding there subject to the brutal terrorists that are the Taliban there. So he's clearly stink of the week. Um, hero of the week. You know what? I thought long and hard about it. Uh, I was originally going to say the initially the 19 governors that have stood up so far to begin the pushback. I'm going to say the people that lost their lives and uh, and and fought for New York on on 9-11 20 years ago. Yes. And as well as the military heroes that continue to fight in, uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan, Amen. they they didn't choose where they went as a military boots on the ground um but they they fought hard wherever they were sent never questioned the chain of command i've got to add in the reports today that are coming out that after biden's announcement uh, last night the secretary of defense sent out e- emails to the military that said by 10 a.m today you either took the shot or you got court-martialed there were 12 f-22 pilots that walked off and 16 crew members of B-52 bombers who walked off uh, the job today. And so uh, if these reports are true, they're my heroes of the week. Hey, I'll be back Tuesday, taking Monday night off, and we'll see you Tuesday for our special Recall Gavin Newsom election night coverage. Peace out. Love you all.